Hey now, hey now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Over the Line back again, and it is still freezing outside, uh, but we're here, we made it, it's, um, we're, we're grateful to have a power to be able to do this show, uh, as cold as it is, I just expected the power to go out at any moment. It did not, and I think we're going to survive, because here in Alabama, with our bipolar weather, we should uh, be back in uh, springtime weather in a matter of uh, uh, days. I think this time next week, we're going to be back in the 60s, which is par for the course, but uh, that's that's how we do it. Welcome to the show. So glad you're here. Uh, something we didn't talk about yesterday, because we made the call to start doing this after the show we are now available on rumble and rumble's kind of an interesting app it's it's an interesting format because it, it's almost got kind of a how do I explain it it's almost kind of a tiktok feel where you can flip quickly through videos uh or you can just swipe through instead of like on youtube where you have to physically go through and click different videos and sit through ads and all that kind of stuff rumble's really cool so if you haven't checked that out go to i think it's rumble.com uh or if you're going to do it on your phone download the rumble app and you can watch the show that way but you can find a lot of other interesting content on there uh especially when it comes to conservative broadcasters conservative podcasters a lot of that stuff on there people trying to move away from youtube because of their censorship and everything else so check that out we're on rumble very excited about that also uh what else have we got for you i think that's it uh i don't think we've got anything new on uh, availability of the podcast still on every other platform that we've been on so uh, make sure you're subscribed or following any of that stuff Vapor Forge still a part of this show and very glad that they are. So make sure you check those guys out and let them know you appreciate them supporting this show over on 280, 4673 Highway 280 East, right there beside Bailey Brothers, 205-874-9010 is their number. If, you, uh, if you've got something that you're looking for in particular and you want to reach out, you want to call them, before you go down there, because I know some of you guys aren't necessarily close to 280, you can always call them and say, hey, do you have X, Y, and Z? I was thinking about making a trip down there after hearing about you on Over the Line, and uh, they'll appreciate it. Just make sure you mention us when you do that, and uh, we'll love you a long time for it. Now, speaking of the cold, Texas is really struggling, as most of you guys know. Texas has dealt with... The brunt of this storm, this winter weather that's made its way through the south, and uh, people are are losing their lives in multiple ways, whether it's car wrecks or, you know, losing power and freezing to death. I saw a story this morning about uh, a family that uh, suffered from uh, carbon monoxide poisoning, trying to keep themselves warm, whether... You know, your your power goes out and you get in your car and your garage. I mean, the, the, these things are very unsafe to do. And not everybody realizes that until it's too late. But it's just a, a bad, bad situation. And, and there's been this move in Texas to move towards what is 
falsely called the the only clean energy available and windmills have been the topic of discussion on this um they've had a situation where windmills have been freezing over because it has been so cold thus causing them to not work and if the windmills aren't spinning if they're not working if they're frozen if they're broken whatever well you ain't got no power if you're living in an area that is relying on this stuff where they're trying to eliminate fossil fuels and run off solar or wind energy. And it seems like common sense stuff you would really consider before implementing this in anywhere, much less Texas, uh, a place that is just rich with fossil fuels. But thinking ahead is not really the forte of those that really champion this so-called clean energy. Now, the irony in this whole thing is the fact that this is something that Donald Trump talked about. And, and here's the thing. I thought about this this morning, and I'm like, you know, we, we can't just keep going back to Donald Trump about everything. You know, I, I just like you guys, hope that Donald Trump makes a run for president in 2024, and he will be at the center of every discussion soon enough. But even now, with a new administration and Donald Trump kind of being put on the back burner for the time being, everything still seems to go back to Donald Trump. And a lot of it is, I told you so moments. And what I mean by that is, Things are happening or are being implemented and then the repercussions of whatever's been implemented are happening at breakneck speed. So when it comes to this renewable, clean energy on the campaign trail and just as president, the uh, Donald Trump talked about this stuff time and time again and he's like the stuff's not sustainable it's not there's nothing wrong with it you know if we want to use it in certain places or use it as a backup or what that's fine he's like but but we can't live off of this this pipe dream of solar and wind energy because this stuff's not always available the sun's not always shining. The wind's not always blowing. And that, again, seems like common sense stuff, but you can't expect some of these environmentalist wackos to think this stuff through. They've got an agenda, and they're dead set on it. Nothing's going to change their mind. But as I'm watching what's going on in Texas, I couldn't help but remember a, a rally that Trump was doing and I think it was some with some energy sector employees I'm not exactly sure um where it was or who he was talking to but I found the clip where he's saying you know these things are great windmills are great solar energy is great but when it stops what do you do you want to watch tv well you can't the tv's cut off he basically described what is going on in Texas right now to a T. This is the president right here explaining basically what is going to be happening. I think this was in 2019. 
So two years before his, before it's time, Donald Trump is telling you what exactly is going to be happening in Texas. It's one of the single biggest construction projects in the nation, and it made it possible and was possible by clean, affordable, all-American natural gas. Powerful, clean, natural gas. And when the wind stops blowing, it doesn't make any difference, does it? Unlike those big windmills that destroy everybody's property values, kill all the birds, someday the environmentalists are going to tell us what's going on with that. And then all of a sudden it stops, the wind and the televisions go off. And your wives and husbands say, darling, I want to watch Donald Trump on television tonight. But the wind stopped blowing and I can't watch. There's no electricity in the house, darling. Now we love natural gas and we love a lot of other things too. <laughs> so the wind stops blowing. I, I just want to watch Donald Trump on TV, darling. But the wind has stopped blowing, so we no longer have TV. That's exactly what's happened. The TVs have gone off. The power has gone off. And yet... It's the blame game. I, and I've watched this transpire on social media by, you know, those in the, in the public eye about who's to blame. You know, the left, uh, the, the Beto O'Rourke's uh, of Texas are, are blaming the GOP for the massive blackouts in, in, in Texas with no explanation whatsoever. Uh, in saying it's not the fault of uh, the the wind power, the solar energy, it's 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 the fault of the GOP and lack of in- infrastructure and blah blah, and it's like man, it's it's ridiculous on its face, and it's hard for me to believe that anybody would take this these these people seriously, but they do. There's so many negative things that come with wind power. You heard him mention in that clip, the dead birds. I mean, it, it is. It's a bird graveyard under these windmills because what is stopping these birds from flying through there, from getting sucked into these windmills? All they got to be do is be in the vicinity and they get sucked right in and boom. They get knocked out by a windmill blade. And then there was another thing. I don't have a clip of this, but Donald Trump brought up the fact that if you live near these windmills not only will your property value crash but that living near these windmills have been known to cause cancer and he was mocked and shamed and ridiculed to no end for saying that but all it takes is a quick google search to find out that there is actually a diagnosed disease for people that are affected by living near windmills. There's an actual medical condition, and you can look it up yourself. Put disease or cancer caused by living near a windmill. Look it up. I, I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll look it up for you. I'll just save you some time real quick. We'll do it right here. Hold on. Y'all can watch me do it. Let's see. Uh... We'll say cancer caused by windmills. If Google will even give it to us, they may not even show us. 
Okay, the first thing they, they put up there. In early 2019, U.S. President Donald Trump suggested a false conspiracy that the noise from windmills may cause cancer, resulting in backlash against his claims from politicians across the spectrum. Blah, 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 blah. Um, okay, so Google has set this up to where you cannot see anything but a Donald Trump claim. Which I'm not surprised. It was not long ago that I actually looked it up on Google and it brought it up. Uh, We're going to find it, y'all. We're going to find it. Uh, Symptoms reported by individuals exposed to wind turbines, which include sleep disturbance, headaches, tinnitus, ear pressure, dizziness, vertigo, nausea, visual blurring, Irritability, problems with concentration and memory, and panic episodes associated with the sensation of internal blah, blah, blah. And in places like Massachusetts, New York, and Vermont, where industrial wind turbine projects have recently been introduced, residents have reported symptoms such as nausea, sleep disorders, fatigue, and increased stress that they account to a low-frequency hum. That's right. Wind turbine syndrome. See, it's all about how you Google this stuff. Now, Google's big on making sure that you only see what they want you to see, right? So, if you type in wind turbines cause cancer, it's all about Donald Trump. But if you type in wind turbines cause illness... Then it'll actually give you the truth about all of it, and you won't see anything about Donald Trump. Wind turbine syndrome and wind farm syndrome are terms for the adverse human health effects related to the proximity of wind turbines. Proponents claim that these effects include uh, congenital abnormality, cancer, and death. Trump said it, but he was mocked for it. So... So, there it is. All it takes is a little research, guys. It's not It's not complicated. It's not hard to find. Even with big tech suppression. Here's another thing, and, and I, I want to suggest you guys check this out. Download this on your phone. It is a search engine called DuckDuckGo. Okay, no, I'll show you here on my phone. I busted my phone screen this morning, so I'm, I'm, uh, it's not, that's, that's been the start to my day. Uh, let's see here. If you'll see down here in the corner of my phone, where's it at? See that right there? Duck, duck, go. Okay. Download that app. And it is almost identical to the Google app, but it's not controlled by Google. They don't track your activity, and they give you the results as they come. They give you, like, depending on how you type it in, they will give you accurate results to match what you're searching for. Drop Google, because they're basically trying to brainwash you, as I just gave you a prime example right there. But on the energy side, 
Outside of Donald Trump, Joe Biden, as we know, and we've talked about several times, has killed the Keystone Pipeline. Uh, This is something that has had a negative effect, not just on the thousands of jobs, the thousands of people who lost their jobs because of of the, the axing of the pipeline, but the the effect stretches much further, and I think a lot of people don't really appreciate that. And, and really, I didn't until last night, and it made sense, and I don't know why I didn't think about this. But you have that Keystone Pipeline that was being installed. Um, first of all, it's the most environmentally friendly transportation of oil that we've ever created. Ever. It eliminates having to, uh, you know, use big tankers, putting out emissions with their fossil fuels, traveling all over the country to get oil from one place to another. This thing was super, super environmentally efficient. But as you had workers going through really rural areas throughout the U.S. installing this pipeline, you had communities, these rural communities that were really benefiting from that. You had gas stations and hotels that were benefiting from this, from from workers being in their area doing this work for years on end that was helping boost the economy of these small towns to, to help them survive for a few years. It was creating local tax dollars to help maintain their roads to to go to their schools this is not just about pipeline workers having to find another job this is about schools losing money this is about local businesses mom and pop businesses losing money because you put an end to that and you send all those people home some of these businesses have expanded in anticipation of this influx of workers staying in that area for a few years, and now it's all been ripped out from under them, and they're left holding the bag with no way to pay for what they've done to prepare for all these people coming. I I, I realized that as I was listening to Christy Noem last night, who is the governor of uh, South Dakota. And she's a superstar in the GOP. A lot of people are pushing her to run for president in the future. Um, She was on one of the Fox News shows last night. And she was explaining what I just told you. And I was like, man, it's amazing that on his first day, Joe Biden has had that much of a negative effect on average Americans. Not just those working on the pipeline, but so many others that have been disenfranchised by one decision, by one executive order. It's really, it's really downright sickening. Here's that clip from Fox News last night. I want you to see this as she explains it so well. Check this out. Um, the Keystone mm-hmm. Pipeline uh, the, is one of the first things that Joe Biden, uh, you know, got rid of. So how is it affecting your state and why the heck would he do that in the middle of a pandemic when we don't really have replacement jobs? Well, it was interesting because the pipeline was being built through the state of South Dakota. In fact, they had already built a couple of 
pumping stations. They had the pipeline laid out, ready to be installed. And then when he pulled the permits, everything just stopped. There were so many families that have told their stories in recent days about the devastation to them and their incomes and their businesses. We had restaurants and motels and gas stations that had expanded, getting ready for the workers that were going to be here for the next several years building the pipeline. They were excited about the opportunities to get the property taxes in these local small schools uh, from the pipeline. It was always going to be a source of revenue that would help them keep their roads fixed, keep commerce going, and make sure that their teachers could be well paid in a lot of these remote areas where economic development is a little challenging. So in overnight, their whole plan for the future was just gone. And I think for a lot of families in the state of South Dakota, it was devastating. For me in particular, I see all sides of it as well. It was a critical piece of infrastructure that gave us uh, energy in this country and made sure that we were going to be able to deliver it efficiently and safely and protect the environment. Listen, this pipeline was safer for the environment than how we're moving this oil today. It was safer mm -hmm. for people, truck line, and it was going to bring down the cost of, of gas and oil in this country, which is so important to those hardworking families that, that try to pay their bills every month. So Governor, you're not just you know a politician, you're not just a governor, you're also a rancher. So she explains it much better than I could have. Uh, the the property taxes, the the the, the money that, that was going to be spent by these workers in these areas were going to benefit the people of that community, the people that run the restaurants and the motels and the gas stations, the schools that were gonna get that tax money. All of it's gone. And and do you really think that Joe Biden is going to sit down anytime soon and take the time to try to make that up to the people of South Dakota, to the to the rural communities that bordered that pipeline that he shut down? No. You think there's going to be a bailout for those people? Of course not. That's flyover country. And look how Joe Biden is treating Texas right now. Have you heard anything coming out of the White House for any sort of emergency assistance for Texas? No, you haven't. The Democrats hold grudges against places that don't support them. Normally, when something like this happens, okay, let's pretend that Donald Trump's still president. Let's say California suffers what Texas is suffering right now. An unprecedented hard freeze, something that they never see. Power grids are being shut down all across the state. California didn't vote for Donald Trump. They're not going to vote for Donald Trump. Do you think Donald Trump is going to declare a state of emergency and get federal dollars into California to help save those people? Of course he is. But for some reason, when it comes to a uh, it comes to a place like Texas, when Joe Biden is president, you don't hear nothing. Now maybe they're working on something as we speak, but I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard of any state of emergency declared from the White House for Texas. I have not seen Joe Biden come out and say, "The people of Texas, I want you to know that we are with you." And we're going to help you get through this tough time. They're not going to. 
I mean, look how Joe Biden's currently floating the idea of restricting travel to Florida. Can you imagine? Can you imagine we get to a point where the president of the United States tells you that you can't go to a certain part of the United States if you want to? We're not talking about international travel. We're not talking about people traveling to the U.S. because of a pandemic. We're talking about a president floating the idea that you can't cross state lines. That's the one thing that keeps us safe. And it's why smaller, more local government is so important. Because if you live in a state like Alabama, and Kay Ivey, Governor Kay Ivey and the Alabama legislators doing stuff that you don't like, for instance, if, if they're not going to pass a lottery, and you want to live in a state with a lottery, you got every right to move next door to Georgia or go to Mississippi and live in a state that's got a lottery. You can go anywhere else. There's, there's going to be a fit for you somewhere within the 48 states that you can go to and have what you want in a home state. But if, when Joe Biden's president, apparently, it's completely acceptable to say, well, you know, you can go where you want except for this place, this place, and this place. And ironically... It just happens to be a Republican state that is doing very well in their response to the coronavirus, but their rules are very lenient. Imagine that. It's not that they're doing well. They they don't care that that their numbers are are some of the best in the country. It's that they're not forcing people to wear masks and, and, you know, stay locked in their homes. That's the grudge they have. And your president, your illegitimate president, wants to tell you that you can't go there because they're not doing what they want them to do. This is where the president, Donald Trump, former President Trump, had the right idea. He said, let states handle their own business. Even when it came to the COVID stuff. There was not this big blanket mandate and everybody had to do the same thing. There were suggestions that came out of the White House via the CDC. They sent them to all the governors and they said, hey, here's what you can do. Here's our advice on what we want you to do, but this is your state. You decide the best course of action because we know every state is different. Every state has different types of people, different populations, different needs. So you handle the state. You handle your state the best way you know how. But here's our suggestion. Democrats don't have that mindset. Their mindset is everybody needs to be treated the same no matter what their needs are. No matter what their people look like, what their backgrounds are. They all get treated the same. It's never going to work. Think about doing that in a school, okay? Think about you're running an elementary school. 10% of your, 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 uh, your school children are special needs. 
I know it's probably a high number, but we're just hypothetical here. But instead of taking that 10% and making sure that they get the special treatment they need, a special class to make sure that they can excel in school and get the best education possible, you force them to go to the regular classes and get the same education that everybody else gets. Well, guess what's going to happen? They're going to fall behind because they're not getting what they need. Not everybody's the same. With all the speak of diversity and all this other stuff coming from the left, they don't understand diversity at all. They don't. Just look at the freedom of speech side of things. They don't, they don't, they don't like diversity. They don't like diversity of thought, diversity of speech. There's nothing about them that promotes diversity. They want everybody the same. They want everybody to think the same, talk the same, get the same treatment. That's not diversity. That's the opposite of diversity. That's why the Democrat Party is a fraud and always has been a fraud. That's why the the party of racism, the party of slavery, the party of segregation is still using the same tactics that they've always used. And that's why here we are in 2021 and that party has allegedly elected a known segregationist in Joe Biden. You know why I know Joe Biden's not a legitimate president? How I know Joe Biden didn't win the election? Because I refuse to believe that there are 82 million racists in this country. Because if you voted for Joe Biden, you've got to at least be a little racist, right? You got to be, you got to be at least a little racist to vote for somebody like Joe Biden. With the history he's had. How do you get around that? Nonetheless, Joe Biden last night, CNN Town Hall, which I'm sure we all locked into. This is what's amazing to me because I didn't watch it. I had to kind of look up some of the clips today. For the past four years, every time there was a town hall or an event or a rally, like everybody would know about it. We'd all be excited to watch it. We'd all sit around the TV and check it out and usually watch the thing in its entirety. But now when the president has a town hall or a speech or something, you don't even know about it. You don't even hear about it. You, you hear about it after the fact. But do you know? <laughs> You don't, you don't go through your day thinking, oh man, Joe Biden's having a big rally tonight. I'm going to make sure and watch it. No, you don't know until, until it's already over with. And maybe, maybe that's what they're aiming for. I don't know. But he's on CNN last night. I think Anderson Cooper is the, the host of, of this uh, town hall. And from what I saw, it was... Pretty bizarre. Off the top, they're talking about COVID-19, you know, because that's Joe Biden's hinging everything he does on COVID-19 and talking about how, you know, every everything good that has happened with our COVID-19 response has been 100% him and his victories. But he said something astonishing last night that uh, it caught me off guard when I saw the clip this morning. He said that... 
when he came into the office, when he came, when he became inaugurated and took the reins of the White House, that there was no COVID vaccine, <laughs> which is a little strange because we were already administering COVID vaccines back in December. So how are we administering COVID vaccines before we had COVID vaccines? And uh, the biggest thing, though, as you remember, when you and I, no, I shouldn't say it that way, as you remember, but when you and I talked last, we talked about it's one thing to have the vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office, but a vaccinator. How do you get the vaccine into someone's arm? We didn't have a vaccine when we came into office. <laughs> what? You sure about that, Joe? Another thing is he he's constantly apologizing and saying, I'm sorry. Uh, every time he finished a sentence, I, I don't really know why that is. I noticed CNN even had to admit to that. They're like, well, one thing we really noticed is he kept apologizing for everything he said. <laughs> it's because he's out of his mind. He's so used to flubbing things up. He's so used to saying the wrong thing and messing up what he's trying to convey that he's just apologizing by default. He just assumes at the end of each sentence that he screwed it up, and he just wants everybody to know, hey, I'm sorry about that. But that was not the most shocking part. The most shocking part was when he was talking about China and Xi Jinping and how he's not really trying to dabble in China's affairs in the way their government treats their people because... You know, they, they're just reflecting the values of the people of China. Now, when we talk about the values of the people of China, or at least the way that the government, the, the, the Chinese Communist Party is treating those people, what he would have to be saying is that it's China's culture to forcefully sterilize women to give them forced abortions or to have them held down and raped in prison cells because that's what the Chinese government is doing to their people. And according to Joe Biden in this clip, that's just the culture of China. That's just how they do things over there. Oh, really? You know, Chinese leaders, if you know anything about Chinese history, it has always been the time when China has been victimized by the outer world is when they haven't been unified at home. So the central, oh, to vastly overstated, the central principle of Xi Jinping is that there must be a united, tightly controlled China. And he uses his rationale for the things he does based on that. I point out to him, no American president can be sustained as a president if he doesn't reflect the values of the United States. Okay, let me stop right there. In order to make sure the Chinese people are unified, he has to have a tight grip. He does it like this. A tight grip on the people of China. He has to rule with an iron fist in order to keep people unified. Is that is that how Joe Biden thinks things work is that how you unify people because that sure is how he's been acting since he's been in office he's talked about unity and bringing people together and uh he's force fed us you know we're going on towards 100 executive orders 
in less than a month. Is that how he thinks he's going to unify the United States of America? Matt, I point out, Tim, no American president can be sustained as a president if he doesn't reflect the values of the United States. And so the idea I'm not going to speak out against what he's doing in Hong Kong, what he's doing with the Uyghurs in Western mountains of, of uh, China and Taiwan trying to end the one China policy by making it forceful. I, I said, and by the heat. Stop right there. He says, stopping the one China policy by making it forceful, and then he cuts himself off. Okay. The one China policy doesn't sound like a bad thing, right? Oh, one China policy. It, it sounds like almost sounds like America first, you know. China, one China. We're all together. Well, no, what he's trying to say in his mumbled up version of what comes out of his mouth is the one child policy where if you have a second child as a Chinese citizen, they will come abort that child. And if you have that child in secrecy, they will find you and they will come kill that child. You're allowed to have one child. Right? That's the that's the that's the policy he's referring to. And that hey, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's their culture and Xi Jinping, he knows that the people of China want their second child to be murdered. So it's, you know, they're just doing what the people want them to do. They're running and then they're going in there forcefully sterilizing women. That's what women want. That's what the Chinese women want. They want they, they want to be sterilized. They don't want to have more children. What a hassle, right? You already got one kid. What do you need two of them for? And especially when it comes to these Muslims in China. Like, the people of China don't want to be Muslim. They don't want to believe in, in Islam. So we got to put them in re-education camps. And if that don't work, we just kill them. It's the Chinese way. It's what we want to do. It's not a big deal. He's just giving the people what they want. With the Uyghurs in western mountains of, of uh, China and Taiwan trying to end the one China policy by making it forceful. I, I said, and by the he said, he, he gets it. Culturally, there are different norms at each country and they, their leaders are expected to follow. Joe Biden says he gets it. Xi Jinping gets it. He understands how to run a country. That should scare the crap out of you. That Joe Biden thinks that a person like Xi Jinping gets it. He gets how to run a country. Now, we've warned you time and time again about Joe Biden's relationship with China. About how he's owned by the Chinese. He literally sat on a stage on an American television station, a national news network, and repeated Chinese communist propaganda talking points. That's what they tell their people. They're like, hey, this is what's best for you. It's what's best for our culture. Now, what are we going to do as Americans if Joe Biden starts adopting that type of policy? Because if you ask me, he's already done it. Ruling with that iron fist. In order to unify America, you've got to hold on tight to power. You've got to tell people how it is. 
once we're all following the same set of rules and we're all we're all on the same page and none of us are criticizing stuff that we don't need to criticize then we're all unified china on its face probably looks pretty unified because if you step out of line you'll be murdered you either get unified or get murdered that's your options remember the scenes we saw coming out of wuhan in the early days of the pandemic people being snatched off the streets by people in white suits do you think they were taking those people in to put them in a hospital and give them the best medical treatment available so they could recover from covid19 probably not it's probably taking them to a gas chamber You're like, well, we're getting rid of COVID-19 because if you catch it, we just kill you. And then you can't spread it to anybody. That's that's who Joe Biden is praising on CNN last night. And if that doesn't scare you, then I guess sit back and enjoy the ride. But you better get prepared. All that, mix that with other things that we don't even have time to talk about. A statement being put out from the White House that the Biden administration is willing to start signing executive orders on gun control. They said, we're not going to sit back and wait for the next mass shooting, the next school shooting. If we have to, if we can't get Congress to do their job, we'll sign executive orders to start cracking down on gun ownership. Joe Biden said that you don't need anything more than a shotgun and two shells. Remember that? Remember that? He's like, you got a home intruder, two blasts, and that's all you need. He doesn't know the difference between a semi-automatic and a fully automatic weapon. So don't be shocked when Joe Biden starts signing an executive order saying that It's going to be illegal for you to own a semi-automatic weapon of war. We'll do it. And it'll happen in a matter of moments and you won't even know what hits you. It's all about control. And it's about punishing you. I've said it time and time and time again. You saw it on day one. Middle America, pipeline workers... People that live in rural South Dakota and other places out in the Midwest, they were punished on day one. Next, this administration is going to be coming for you. That's it. Thank you all for watching. I appreciate it. Make sure you like and you comment and you interact with this video to help us get put in the algorithm. Also, check us out on Rumble, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Twitter, on MeWe. And we are back on Parlor. Parlor is back up. So make sure you get us on there as well. It's at Andrew McLean, who, uh, and Over the Line. Those are the two names you can find us one way or another. So make sure you hook us up. You'll have a brand new episode coming up tomorrow. Thank you for all the love and all the support. Until next time, see you, cause.